wait, release control, let go. How do I do that? I, I have to be in control. Otherwise, things won't happen. And it's actually the exact opposite of that. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you, as always, for being here. I'm really psyched about today's episode. I feel very inspired to share. And I feel like sometimes when I'm thinking of creating content for the podcast, I get in my head and my brain will tell me, you've already shared this. Like, they don't need to know this. It's repetitive. Um, And a lot of these principles are, the concepts are, but the way in which they're used and applied based on where you are in your life can seem different. And particularly today, um, I did an episode a few weeks back about surrendering and it was really focused around my pregnancy and just like this desire that I've always wanted, but I didn't share a ton on like the steps. And surrendering has various... um, What's the word? Synonyms, maybe? <laughs> like thesaurus is what I'm thinking. Thesaurus.com, hardest word to say ever. Um, how to let go, how to surrender, how to release resistance. And for those of you who are into manifestation, this is a big part of the process. It's probably the biggest part. And for human beings in this world, in this moment in time, it can be the most challenging Um, If you're anything like me, I was raised work hard, play hard. Um, The idea that someone was a hard worker was an extremely positive quality. Someone who pushed themselves past their limits um, and was in control was seen as like it was a very positive accolade to give somebody. And so I became that way in my life, in all areas of my life. So in my work, in my relationships, in my health, um, it made me feel safe to feel in control. So much so that my nickname with my family for a long time was cruise director. And I wore it as a badge of honor. I thought it was really cool. I was like, I remember my sister, Sam, got married in Key West, Florida, and it was like a family wedding. We did it at my dad's vacation house. And I set this schedule that was like super rigid on a spreadsheet And it's like, there's literally everybody that was going to the wedding was staying at the house. It was super casual. And I just made it into this stressful thing because I was trying to control everything. And that's just how I operated. So if that's you, I've been there. (laughs) I totally get it. And I love being able to share this now because I feel like it's super relatable because I totally get it. I understand if you're someone who, wait, release control, let go. How do I do that? I I have to be in control, otherwise things won't happen. And it's actually the exact opposite of that. There's definitely action required, but once you release control, everything changes. But okay, so how do we get there? Well, first thing 
is if you are someone who identifies as being controlling, it is not an action that you take to stop controlling. It is a being. So you have to shift from your brain, from your mind, and drop into your heart. So it's really almost what resonates with me, and I don't know if this is true or not, but shifting from kind of the masculine energy into the feminine energy. And this can feel like a large leap. And so when you're in the state of controlling, so the process of which, let me go back a little bit, if you're not familiar with manifestation. So the first thing is you experience contrast in your life. Could be um, something bad or something good. But essentially, in that experience, in the contrast, you identify what you like and what you don't like, okay? So maybe you're in a relationship and you're with someone and they have a gambling problem and you don't like that, okay? So you shoot off a rocket, for lack of a better word, into the vortex, into uh, requesting it from source, if you will. Hey, whatever it is that you believe in, God, Allah, you say, hey, Um, whether you deliberately do this or not, we're always manifesting all the time. So if you are like, this is crazy, you are actually doing this subconsciously. This is just breaking it down into steps. Um, So you have contrast, you identify what you like about that or what you don't. And every time you do, you shoot a rocket up. And you can also shoot up rockets of things you don't want. Oh God, I don't want that. And you just continue to focus on it. You will actually attract that very thing that you don't want. And oftentimes, sadly, we have less resistance towards things that we don't want. So we get those quicker versus things that we do want because there's worthiness, enoughness, all that tied up in it. So you experience contrast, you send a rocket of desire or not desire. It's whatever you focus on in that moment. Source always answers immediately, pretty much. Not immediately because that would be weird, right? If we were like, I want a car and it showed up in your driveway, you'd be like, okay, now what do I do with my other car? (laughs) I mean, it sounds like it'd be nice, but actually it wouldn't, trust me. Um, Not that it's happened to me, but I'm just in the exploration of this. You would not, you would not want it to work that way instantaneous because then for the bad things too, those would come as well. So we, We drop a rocket or we shoot a rocket up. This is all kind of Abraham Hicks talk. If you're really interested in this, I highly recommend going to YouTube and getting a little bit more information. You just Google or YouTube Abraham Hicks and they explain it in more detail. So step one is you ask, right? You do your rocket of desire. Step two is source answers. Step three is you need to get into a state of allowing. And then step four is receiving And step five is you go back to step one, but you're not mean to yourself about it. So you go into the contrast of life and you're not hard on yourself and being like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? You're like, okay, this is all part of the plan, right? This is the contrast I'm experiencing to determine what it is I like and what it is I don't like. And then focusing on what I want from the circumstance versus allowing myself to say, okay, I don't have any money. 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 Okay, what are you focused on, right? And that experience of, money, it just is, You're, you have the contrast between the money not being there and the money that you want that isn't there. So if you focus on the money not being there, you're going to continue to attract that into your life. Whereas if you focus on the money that you want and that it's coming, you will focus, you'll create that in your life. So the contrast piece of it can sound a little bit confusing, but it essentially is... W- 
with each experience that you come upon, identifying, identifying what it is that you like about it, the thing that feels good. Okay. The analogy that they use, which is so fantastic, I feel like it really brings home the idea of this contrast, is like you go to this all-you-can-eat buffet, okay, which is the world. It's filled with so much abundance. It's absurd. And there's everything you could ever want on this buffet. And instead of looking at the things that you want, you say, I don't want that. Why is that there? I don't want that. Right? So like maybe it's... um, I'm just trying to think. I'm not a huge fan of eggplant. I don't know what it is. So there's a bunch of eggplant on the table, right? And you're just like, I don't want that. I don't want that. It's like, well, just walk past it. Don't focus on it and sit there and point at it and give it energy and attention. Because what you focus on, you create more of. Move past that and focus on the grilled cheese, right? Like, look at the things on the buffet that you want. We've just been so conditioned to focus on the problems of our lives. And Alan Cohen actually just did a YouTube on this. Um, actually, it's not new, but it's Stop Working on Yourself is what the YouTube is called. And he talks about in there how if 98% of your life is working and 2% is not, and you give 100% attention and focus to the 2% that isn't, then 100% of your life isn't working to you because that's all you're focused on and you're giving your energy to that. Does that make sense? So rather than allowing that 2% to unfold as it should and focusing on the 98%, raising your vibration, focusing on what's working, shooting off rockets of desire of what's working, it will sincerely solve itself. But as human beings, I feel as though we've been conditioned to focus on what's not working, focus on the problems, and then trying to fix them from the energy of the problem. And what happens is when there's a lot of momentum, meaning a lot of energy pent up about this circumstance, you're giving it a lot of focus, a lot of attention of something that you don't want. It's a problem in your life, whatever that is. Maybe you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for a job, you don't have the money, you're trying to lose weight, whatever, and you're so focused on whatever is not the negative of this experience, it's really challenging for you to come up with solutions from that place. Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein, I'm wordsmithing this, said that you can't create a solution from the brain that created the problem, the energy that created the problem. Okay, so this is all tying into how do we let go? How do we surrender then? So if I'm all caught up in this problem, how do I get out of this? Right? If I'm so focused on it. Well, like I mentioned, dropping in from your head to your heart is really the goal here. It's simpler. It, the steps are easy, but they're not simple. Because sometimes when we're really up in a tizzy, it can feel like we're free falling if we don't continue to control the situation. I experience this a lot working in real estate, residential, especially right now with buyers, just trying to put a square peg into a round hole. It just doesn't work that way. When you try and control a situation that isn't a good fit, it's so hard. It's not enjoyable and it creates a lot of stress, emotional turmoil, frustration, Whereas if you can allow yourself to drop into your heart, let go and allow, which truly is trusting 
That's what you need. That's the space you need to get to is to trust and know that it's all going to work out how it should. Things just unfold so easily and way, way better than your plan. The plan you have for yourself is not the grandest one, I swear to you. It can seem as though you have this path laid out of the how you're going to get whatever desire it is that you're looking for. But there is such a bigger system at play. And when you can tap into that and trust that and allow that, even when things don't go as planned or are seemingly not going well, you can trust that happy endings are assured for every single circumstance. You're just taking score too soon. Okay, so... Let's dive into, because I feel like we all love steps, right? If you're anything like me or how I used to be, especially, I still get there all the time, you guys. Like last fall, I was in back into like 2017 version Morgan, <laughs> just super fear-based, super controlling, uh, worried, not trusting, doing all the steps, meditating, trying to figure it all out, and it just wasn't working. And so... Speaking from experience, I think that's beneficial to you if you're someone right now that's just like, this This broad's crazy. Like, There's just no way I can release control. So diving into the steps here, trying to like break this down a little bit to hopefully support you if you are feeling a sense of worry, lack, control, not just basically the opposite of allowing. So the first thing, which seems easy, but or seems simple, but it's not easy, is you need to make the decision that you want to let go. Willingness is literally the first step. Because if you're going to sit there and hold on to your limiting beliefs and say, no, 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 I need to control. This has to happen this way. None of the rest of these are going to work. It truly is a choice. Um, In Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor, One of the things she talks about is that in order to feel good, we have to decide to stop feeling bad. And I I felt that that was such a profound thing because it's almost as if we have forgotten that it's a choice. You can choose how you want to feel about something or at least choose to be willing to see things differently. Oftentimes, this comes at a point of no return. For me, this is like in 2019, dropping to my knees in the shower because I had like super high blood pressure, was really stressed out, not taking care of myself, trying to control everything. And I literally was like praying and was like, there has to be a better way than this. And that was when I was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get out of this space, to get out of this pattern that I've created for myself that's so unhealthy and so damaging. I don't want you to have to get there. If you do, you're that's fine. Sometimes we need a slap in order to shake us up because we are just so deeply ingrained in these patterns that don't serve us and we don't know any better. So just choosing, okay, I am willing in this moment to make the choice to see things differently, to learn, to allow and let go, or at least dip my toe into this process 
and to see where it goes, giving it a chance. So that's the first step, being willing. Number two is now that you've decided and are willing, taking inventory of where you are at. Because in order for you to let go, ultimately, you need to tap into the part of you that's trusting. It trusts that you're supported, that you're going to be okay, and that this feeling will be available to you once you drop into your heart. It's this knowing. So if you're caught up deeply into a story that you must control in order to create the outcome that you desire, it will be more challenging to get to this energy of trust. So there's a few maybe steps you'll need to take um, an analogy for this piece, which I really enjoy, again, from Abraham Hicks, is imagining a car at the top of a hill in San Francisco, and it's a manual vehicle. When the car starts to go backwards at the top of the hill, it's slow at first. There's not a lot of momentum. But once it reaches the middle and towards the bottom, the car is going so fast, it's impossible to stop it. You just got to let it run its course, Right? Or, yeah, you got to let it just run its course. It's hard to just like slam on the brakes and it takes a little um, a little bit more. So when you are at the top of the hill, when you're feeling a little sense of control, trying to push and force, it's a little bit easier for you to shift out of. Whereas if you are so deep in it, you're obsessed with this thing that you're trying to control. You're so worried. You're so fearful and you're irrational. That is when you need to start to distract yourself because the momentum is too strong for you to shift direction at this point in time. So a couple of things you can do to distract yourself is take a nap, go for a walk. You can call a friend, but you cannot... Whatever you do in any of those circumstances, give any more energy to the thing you're trying to let go of because that's what it wants you to do. So going general or completely shifting your focus will support you. Maybe watch a TV show, bake something, because again, you cannot solve the problem from the same energy that created it. So you got to just get yourself out of this loop of fear, worry, stress, et cetera. So sleep is super helpful if you can allow yourself to sleep. Maybe put on some meditative music and just like shut your eyes and just like, it's so hard sometimes because I feel like our brain then goes haywire. But maybe like bring yourself to a space and time that isn't now. Like one thing that's been really beneficial for me lately is imagining me and my future son who's on his way I'm like um, halfway through my pregnancy right now, for those of you who might not know. And I imagine us on the beach and he's like three or four and he's just giggling. Like, you know, when kids giggle and it's like the most amazing thing ever. And we're just running on the beach and playing and he's like the happiest, freest spirit. And no matter what I'm dealing with now, you guys, like when I can get into that state, it like I immediately brush with tears of gratitude. So if there's a moment in time you can reference to get yourself to settle down, to take a nap, and just reset yourself, that's really the goal here, is if you're in this super controlling state, just to circle back, 
You want to just allow yourself to go general and to reset, if you will. Okay, so now once you've released a bit through the above, I want you to focus on, or if it feels aligned, focus on activities you can drop that will allow you to drop into your heart center. So some examples include doing yoga, meditation, or just simply something that brings you joy. I know this sounds really simple, but it really is the key to allowing you to drop into this energy. So for me, this is like baking. I'm sewing a blanket right now for the baby. So sewing because it takes a lot of focus and it just allows me to not think about anything but what I'm doing with my hands allows me to be really present. That's the objective here is going into experiences that calm you down, bring you joy, and are fun. Because this energy is what's going to bring forth not only the connection to your heart center, which will allow you to trust and let go, but it brings up solutions that you cannot think through. They just are given to you because you are in the energy of receiving. So for me, this is baking, crafting, working out, reading, whatever it is. When I get myself into a good book, I just time passes, like that type of a experience for you. Whatever it is that like you just get so immersed in. It might be listening to music, might be playing music, um, whatever it is. So third, now you have dropped resistance. You have. So in this space, you are able to hear guidance and support from the thing you're hoping to let go of. And this, again, is really coming down to trust, feeling that sense of fully trusting the process, the journey, and allowing you let go to let go of attachment of the very thing you're trying to attract or the solution you're trying to attract, whatever it is. Because when you tap into this part of you, which some of you may have never done knowingly, it's always there. But when you can tap into it, you recognize it. And nobody can give this to you. I can't give this to you. You have to do it for yourself. It's as if, like the analogy, I mean, I love analogies. I just feel like it really brings things home. So um, here's another one. It's as if you're looking for advice on something in life you're likely going to take it from someone who you know and trust, which is your inner being versus a complete stranger, which would be like my inner being, my advice. So when you connect with that part of you, you just know. And I want to say that sometimes that part of you doesn't offer the advice that your brain or mind might be looking for. Okay, so you've done all this stuff. You've dropped in, you've released resistance, you're calm, you're in your heart center, and then you're like, all right, heart, source, whatever, tell me what I need to do. And it just says, don't worry, you'll figure it out. And your brain's like, what the hell? I just did all this stuff. Because again, that's going back into this masculine action-oriented energy. And when you can trust and listen to that voice, it's sincerely just saying, just take a chill pill. 
Okay. There's nothing required of you right now. Just sit and listen and you will be shown. And that can be hard sometimes because again, it just makes that muscle, the utilization of that muscle needs to be stronger and stronger. And as I say on almost every episode is over time, this voice gets louder and louder and louder the more and more you access it. The more space you give it, the more freedom you give it, the more you talk to it and ask it questions. And what this looks like physically for me is like putting my left hand um, over my chest, like over my heart. If you can on your skin, that's even more beneficial because like just the calming energy of feeling the warmth of your skin. And then I put my right hand just below that. Like, um, I mean, I think this is your solar plexus area, but it's basically just below your heart where your right hand goes. And you can just sit there and take deep breaths and listen. And even if they don't say what you want them to say, the energy space in which you are brought into allows you to release and let go. And then working from this space, moving forward, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, either a solution will come forward that you did not have to orchestrate, or someone you meet will know the answer, or something comes up because you are in the space of receiving. And a prime example of this is imagining a room full of butterflies or a space full of butterflies. It doesn't necessarily have to be a room, but you walk into this space and there's flowers all around. It smells glorious. The sunshine is pouring down on you. And when you walk in, the butterflies freak out. They all scatter. They are fluttering their wings. You're trying to catch one and it's just not working. There's hundreds and you still can't catch them. And then you decide, you know what? I'm just going to sit in the middle here. I'm going to really enjoy this beautiful experience called life. And I'm going to sit. And then all of a sudden, all the butterflies that were once scattering away from you are now landing on your fingertips. And that is exactly how receiving and letting go works. So you ask through contrast, source answers, and then you receive through allowing and letting go. So I hope that this process was beneficial and that you can sense ways in which you can incorporate these elements to bring forward less resistance in your life and more allowing because that's where the ease, that's where the miracles start showing up. Because not only are you energetically in alignment with those miracles, but you have space to notice them. There could be so many things happening around you that are pure miracle, but you're so caught up in focusing on how to control the situation that you miss it. And as always, the whole part of this deal called life is this journey and enjoying the process of getting wherever it is that you want to be. Goals are so beautiful and desires and wanting more for yourself and for your life. But just trusting that that's going to happen if you let it. And how you let it is by 
enjoying yourself, trusting, connecting inward, and giving yourself the space to just be. It's so much less about doing than it is about being. So thank you as always for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.